Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, the daily podcast that analyzes the 1985 movie Return to Oz. I'm your host, Tierney Steele, and with me is... As always, Mike Carlucci. Uh, Mike, do you have, before we get into today's minute, do you have a new joke for us about chicken? I, I might. Uh, just given the context of the of the star of the mm. film. What sound does a chicken make? What sound? Bah. <laughs> I had to get that on recording. All right. Now we can move on to today's actual minute, which is minute five. Minute five of Return to Oz begins with Dorothy finding a key in the grass, and it ends with Dorothy saying she was sure she sent the key. And we'll find out the rest of that sentence tomorrow. Uh, By a friend. Yeah. Is that? Okay. I couldn't tell exactly where it was cutting in that sentence. But it's, uh, so in between, I feel like we're starting to get a little bit more of meaty minutes, more things happening. Uh, but this is still very much a one trick pony minute of this is the minute where Dorothy finds a key and shows Auntie M. Pretty big summary, but there's a lot going on in it. Uh, my, my first note is Bruza Balk is amazing in this minute, even though it's a little condescending as a little kid, the way she do- does O-Z, Oz, and you almost expect her to say, that spells Oz. It's like, we, we know, we're, we're smart enough, we're here with you. Well, it was six months ago. It's been a while. She may have forgotten how to spell it. Uh, actually, we don't know that you spell Oz, O-Z, right? There's nothing in the in, in the movie canon. We don't see Oz spelled out. That's true. I'm trying to think. I'm like in my brain scrubbing through the movie. Unless there's like the big O with a little Z on a door or something. I could see. I guess, spoiler alert, we do see a statue here. In, in this movie that has that. Okay. Well, but I don't recall anything in the original. I may be wrong. Uh, I haven't seen the original in, uh, in, a, in a long time. I really can't think of anything. Like I said, if it is incorporated, I feel like it would be in like the background set design. I could see it. Especially, I love the stylization of the big O and the little Z. That it almost, like, if you're too far away and maybe need glasses but haven't realized that yet, it looks like a cue, but then you focus it and realize it's it's saying Oz. I think that's really cool. Um, here we get the Z within the O, which isn't... I don't know. I just don't like it as much. It's fine. It's a good design. See, I, I've actually always really liked this. Uh, and, it, and it led to countless hours of seeing O's, Z's combined, <laughs> which... It's a nice little trick to show on on camera, but it doesn't like that's not a Z. It's like a curly part and then a line and then it's curved again. There's no Z. Maybe that's why it bothers me. Maybe I am just that literal that I'm like that's not a Z. I don't care how carefully you trace it over for Zabalk. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> I am now loving the, like, alternate universe you've invented where Oz is spelled A-U-S instead. Because Ozzy's. Get, get, get. It, it could be spelled. It. it could be spelled anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. Thanks, because I was really reaching for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of things that this movie does slightly differently, that I never questioned growing up, but I now am so focused on is, first of all, you know, that's not a Z, but they, it's OZ. Okay, all right, I'm putting myself in the playset of the movie. She doesn't say Auntie M. She says Aunt M. And I'm trying to think if she ever says Auntie M. Or if this is a kind of trying to distinguish it from the earlier movie situation. That's a good point. I don't I don't recall her calling her Auntie M. And I have always said Auntie M. Like, it is just so ingrained in my brain of, yep, that's what this woman's called. <laughs> And it almost threw me off the first time I was watching this minute. You know, and paying attention, obviously. Because, like I said, I watched this movie how many times? It just never, never made a blip on my brain. But this time I was like, that's such a distinctive... And, and that had to be a decision. Yeah, they, they must have decided decided to do exactly that. And I, until until we were re-watching this, I really... I would have said, what does she call her? Auntie Yam. Mm-hmm. But it's it's clearly Aunt M. Yep. And and I do think she said Aunt M before, but here because she's calling for her and saying it multiple times, it's very like, oh wait a second, that's different. Um, so as I said at the top, we start with Dorothy bending down to what Belina was packing at in the grass. Belina being the awesome chicken. If you are lost and confused, please go listen to back episodes because. Well, I will talk about Belina any chance I get. She actually doesn't really appear in this minute. Uh, and finding the key, telling us how to spell Oz, and then she runs over to Auntie M to show her the key. And I cannot figure out what, whatever you choose to call her, is doing when Dorothy runs up to her. It, it looks kind of like a basket of eggs, but it can't be... Is it peeled potatoes that she's putting in water? What is... I, I don't know. Mike, audience, help me. <laughs> You're my only hope. So, going to the script, uh, we actually get no help at no! all. No! I think this is the first time uh, the script has failed us so completely. Dorothy... It describes Dorothy looking at the key, tracing the O, tracing the Z. And then uh, she goes straight to straight to Aunt M. It's Aunt M's dialogue. Hmm. And all we get is M turns the key over in her hands. So hmm. she could just do whatever she wanted, I guess. And- As of 7284, there were no additional directions in the script. Which is odd, I, I guess. Maybe I haven't looked at that many scripts, but usually there'd be something. Like, like there are points in scripts where it is obviously very fill-in-the-blank 
Uh, I know recently Lord of the Rings Minute was talking about how when Peter Jackson was making those movies, the scripts are infamous for a 15-minute action scene will be like one sentence in the script, and it's just kind of fill-in movie here. <laughs> but there's usually something of, you know, an action scene or how, how you're getting people from point A to point B if it's not a cut. Uh, and I think most scripts say if it is a cut, although we don't know if this one would, because this is the seventh draft, you said, so we're not sure if this is the shooting script, which I know is when they get directions of, like, actual, like, zoom here, cut this way sort of thing. But that's weird that it's just, and then LTM's there. I feel like when I've written scripts, that's always been my first draft, and then I go back and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't say how this person got from point A to point B. So, I, I mean, they came up with a very cool-looking way to get her from point A to point B when she comes running around, tearing around the barn like that, but I, I'm just so sad that now there's no way to tell unless someone listening and watching this movie knows what she's doing. I don't know. I keep trying to come up with theories and then they fall apart the minute I try and apply them. I mean, I just always assumed she was washing eggs. Though I don't, I don't spend enough time around chickens. Yeah, but, but to know if that's think about that sentence. Why would she be washing eggs? It looks like a basket of eggs. Yes. But I, I mean, I I grew up in the suburbs too. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but you don't wash. Eggs. My under Yeah, my my understanding was that you don't wash eggs. No. Uh, like you, I mean, you would wash them if you're. Uh, I guess there's never a reason to wash eggs. No. Um, but that if you, I guess there's like you can leave them out maybe if you don't wash them. I don't know. We 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 bought eggs from a guy. A couple times, who had his own chickens. It sounds incredibly sketchy. Eggs from a guy. I was just uh, about to say, please continue this story. <laughs> Did he have no, some, an eye patch? <laughs> and my, not from this this uh, gentleman. I never met him. Uh, it was someone my parents worked with. Uh, but somewhere through through that, I think I heard like if you. You can leave the egg because he just left the eggs out on his doorstep, and then people could come pick them up. I mean, this, this is story this, is not getting for, less for living out. Please continue. <laughs> for, for, for living out in the suburbs, this is incredibly rural sounding. Uh, you know, like there's a milkman and uh, you know 1950s stuff going on. But he would leave. He he did some. He had he raised chickens and he would sell eggs to people and he'd just leave them on his on his front porch I think and people could just drop off money in a box and take some eggs like he'd he'd know that you were gonna come and you know so he'd put he'd put out the ones that people had had asked for uh, but I think the understanding from him uh, w was that you didn't need to wash or or you if you didn't wash the eggs you could leave them out without putting them in the refrigerator. Because there's a, a protective layer of something? Yeah, I no, have, sounds right. I've not verified this at all. Uh, and it sounds... 
I don't know, it sounds more like an old wives' tale than actual advice about keeping poultry fresh. No, but, but it's true. You don't wash eggs. Sorry, yeah. this is this is probably so frustrating for any listeners we have who have raised chickens or do live in a rural community to listen to two kids from the 80s suburbs try and puzzle out how you take care of eggs. But I think you're right. Like, you specifically don't wash them. I have heard that before. That if you don't wash them, they don't have to be refrigerated. But I also don't know if it's true. And I know I could look it up on the internet, but I also feel like the internet would tell me both answers to this question with equal, like, not authority, but equal conviction. Equal. The internet would tell me, yes, that's true, and no, that's not true, with equal conviction. <laughs> I am convinced. So, I'm not going to Google it. I would rather just wonder. But, I, yeah, I don't know what else she's doing. And I tried to convince myself those aren't eggs. But, I, I don't know. And there are lots of chickens. Uh, as we mentioned in the past minute, Belina is not producing eggs. But, presumably, these other chickens are. So, there probably are plenty of eggs on this farm. And it's really funny. I mean, it's a farm, but really, Toto and these chickens are the only animals we see. This is a pretty desolate farm. I have a point on that to make in one second. But according to MyPetChicken.com, it's counterintuitive but true. Your eggs will stay fresher if you don't wash them at all. When your hens lay eggs, there's a natural coating that is laid on top called the bloom that helps keep out bacteria. If nests are clean, your eggs should be clean. That doesn't consider refrigeration, mm -hmm. but I think in this example, your egg staying fresh means staying good, well, which would cover accurate. it. And also, you don't wash it. Like, they're saying, like, oh, if you don't wash your eggs, they'll stay fresher. Who's washing eggs? That's not a thing you have to do in the preparation of eggs. Maybe you want to rinse off a hard-boiled egg before you start eating it, but you rinse it after you've peeled it. Like, there's no point in which you hold an egg in its shell and say, gee whiz, better wash this off. It's like, unless you've dropped it on the dirt, I don't know, but even then you're just going to crack it anyway. It doesn't affect the inside. So, I'm sorry, I'm getting way more passionate about this than I thought I would. Because I have a lot of feelings about chickens that I had no idea about before starting this podcast. Yeah, I, I have a feeling uh, any of our any of our chicken raising uh, listeners may have may have some insight. Uh, we apologize for our ignorance <laughs> about chicken farming. I mean, I my summer camp had a farm when we had chickens, but the most exciting thing I learned with that is that if you are wearing blue jeans, which if you take riding lessons, you had to wear long pants. Um, if you then go to farm and take the chicken feed and rub it on the knees of your jeans and then sit down, the chickens will climb on you and like peck your knees. But it's really fun because then there are pictures of you with like four chickens climbing all over your legs. That's, that's about as far as I got with my knowledge of chickens. And then I found out that some of the chickens got eaten over the winter by the family that owned the camp. And it was very traumatic. And I stopped thinking about the farm basically after that. It was like, animals are cool. Let's not, let's not ask any questions about it. 
And speaking of cool animals, uh, as we discussed earlier in this episode and in previous episodes, the farm seems to have no crops and no animals aside from the chickens. I was very upset about this. (laughs) Uh, You know, in clear opposition to the original film, which featured a vibrant farming community. And also in opposition to what farms are, so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I'm perfectly willing to go back to my back to my ace in the hole and just say the tornado got rid of all the animals and all the crops. <laughs> Dorothy's parents, uh, the animals, oh the town. I um, forgot. Life is bleak. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the the, the torna- tornadoes have taken everything Three away. Three humans total. And these chickens are all that remain. <laughs> yes. If only they had some sort of pots and pans, whirly gig machine that could have alerted them. Uh, But at second 48, between 46 and 48, we briefly hear a cow mooing. Like one cow, and it's just sort of a... That's a terrible cow. Nope, nope, that's accurate. Uh, I will not... It's staying. I will not do that again. That's all right, we have it for all eternity. Um, uh, I, I think you mentioned, like cool animals i just have to say from the summer camp cows are not cool animals they get loose and then you have to track them down and convince them to come back and it's awful so i well i enjoy many dairy products and cows are cute and i like them in theory i don't actually i don't think i've ever actually enjoyed an interaction with a cow because it mostly was me being like get the fuck in the barn um, and I did not hear a cow mooing. Maybe I blacked it out. I was so traumatized. I was like, no, no, can't deal with cows that I can't find. So I did not hear that. But that, that bodes well for the farm. Things are looking up. We have more than one type of animal, Mike. They're going to make it. Unfortunately, their eggs are going to go bad pretty fast <laughs> after they wash them. But... But yeah, at least they've got the cow to fall back on. Oh, the cow will save them all. Um, so, <laughs> I think we've exhausted... Well, we have more than exhausted our animal knowledge because we came to the conclusion that we don't have much of it. Um, let, let's talk about this dialogue here. I think that would be much safer for us. Uh, Dorothy shows Aunt E.M. the key and says, It's a key from Oz. It was it, uh, and... It's from her friends, and Aunt Em says, oh, it's just a key from the old house. And I understand that she's busy doing something, and of course that's a good line to say, like, kid, you're annoying me, whatever, go away. But that brings up a lot of questions, because if it really was a key to the old house, wouldn't Dorothy recognize it? Aunt Em says, I must have turned that key a hundred times, or a thousand times, I forget which word she says, it's like, but Dorothy lived there too. I realize, okay, back in the day, yeah, you didn't always lock your houses and it wouldn't be space. But if this is the key to the house that was locked and unlocked many times, Dorothy would have seen it before. But if it isn't the key to the old house, why would Aunt Em lie and say, oh, I recognize that. That's definitely what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it she can't have it both ways. What is going on here? Why wouldn't it be the key from the old house? I mean, 
it's it's clearly an old key. Well, yes, it's a very cool old key, and I I was one of those kids who went through the cool old key collecting phase, and I think I still have some at my parents' house. But why wouldn't Dorothy recognize it? Like, if someone handed me the key from my childhood home that I grew up in, I would be like, oh, cool, the key from my old house. I wouldn't be like, oh, what could this magical key be? I don't know. Maybe she... Would Would Dorothy have needed the key? Well, that's what... Would she... Would Dorothy have ever seen the key to the house? Well, my thing is, I would understand if Dorothy hadn't had her own key. Because we established this is the late 1800s, it's rural Kansas. I'm guessing they weren't like, oh god, make sure the door is locked every time. So maybe she didn't, and she's a kid, maybe she didn't have her own key. But Aunt M talks like, oh, you know that, everyone knows that. It was around all the time. Because Aunt M clearly was locking the door every time she left. I'm sorry, my I just got really distracted out of the corner of my eye by my wave in the recording and that was very loud but I'm very passionate about this because you you can't have it both ways Aunt M can't pretend that's the key everyone knows that's the key to the old house and Dorothy's like I've never seen this before (laughs) even if you don't have your own copy of the key you see your parents using it if it has a distinctive design like this one you would remember it but distinctive design. Yeah, that... Dorothy says, it says, O-Z. It's a circle with a line through it. It's the universal no sign. Or it might be going the wrong way for the universal no, no sign. Well, if is. you turn the yeah. key around. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not... It, it doesn't clearly have a separate Z. There's no hat and shoes. I don't know where I'm going with this. Numbers of hats... But I don't know what the bottom piece but, is called. Um, Alright, the nerds are done now. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's the universal no sign for this makes no sense to my brain. Um, it is... It, it. I mean, this thing wasn't run off the copy machine at Home Depot. It's a distinctive key. And it doesn't look... I mean, it's not made of shining emeralds. It's not as big as her hand. It's not like oh, this clearly is a magical artifact from the Emerald City or wherever. But at the same time, I I mean, it looks like it absolutely could be a key to an old house. But I just don't buy, oh yeah, one member of the family says that's the key to our old house, the other member of the family says, I've never seen this before in my life, what are you talking about? And I'm sorry, because I keep going in circles, but it really did, like, do a number on my head. So much so, I didn't even hear the cow. You, uh, human brains like to see patterns, right? And that's why you get people after, uh, after, you know, a weird events or a number has shown up. Like, they'll always look at the clock, and they'll be like, oh, you know, since I found out, uh, 1138 is in Star Wars. Every time I look at the clock, it's 1138. You know, because mm-hmm. it's because it's on their mind. So something about, you know, some, something in your brain is, you know, maybe subconsciously following that. Or now, every time you look at the clock, I look at the clock. I don't know how many times since we've been talking. Only a few minutes have passed, but I can see it standing, staring right in front of me. But I don't remember what any of those times were. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I keep my phone on uh, on the 24-hour clock. I see 1701 constantly. Hmm. Uh, would I notice that as much if I wasn't a Star Trek fan? Maybe after her exposure to Oz, which does explain the OZ, uh, Dorothy is just seeing OZ everywhere. Maybe she's she's shown, shown Aunt Em hundreds of items so far <laughs> that are from Oz. It's like, oh, this is the that that's the uh, that's the sponge from from Oz, and this is this spoon. It must be from Oz. Like, look at the look at the way it rusted in the uh, spoon part than the scooping part. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe this is just the, the latest in a long line of Oz materials and goods that have turned up uh, here on the farm. Okay. So you're saying Dorothy is emotionally damaged and hallucinating. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's seeing things that aren't there. Uh, She's seen tornadoes destroy an entire village. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here. No, I'm just kidding. You've never seen this one house, miss that house, and come after you. Mm. All right. <sighs> well, now that I'm feeling really bad for poor PTSD Dorothy, do you have any other notes for this minute? <laughs> No, I think I think the cow the cow was it. Ah. It's the only evidence, and we don't see a cow. No. That's all we have right now. That there is anyone on the farm besides two two adults, one child, uh, one brown chicken, several white chickens, and a dog. Now, not to take us back into conspiracy land, we don't see the cow. We just hear the cow. As you demonstrated on this very podcast, humans can sound like cows. We don't know that Uncle Henry isn't just off camera messing with us. I don't know why he would do that, but he could. I guess I like that theory. (laughs) Uncle Henry is just walking around mooing. Uh, Sure. Honestly, it makes as much sense as anything else so far. Well, do you want to see if this movie starts making sense tomorrow? Spoiler alert, guys. It doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that's a safe strategy. All right. Well, then, uh, if you have any conspiracy theories you would like to share, or if you would like to put my mind at ease regarding washing eggs or whatever the heck Auntie M is doing, Please feel free to contact us. We have a Facebook group. We have a listener society on there. So search Return to Oz in Facebook and join us over on the Flying Sofa. We also have a Twitter account, Oz Minute, and a website, ReturnToOzMinute.com. Or if you're ambitious, WeogTogPog.com. Someday, we'll reach that minute, and it will be so exciting for everyone who's been trying to figure out what is going on with that website so far. Um, And if you have a chance and you like what you've been hearing so far, please review us on iTunes. That helps other people find us so that they, too, can come on these magical adventures to us with us. I think that's it today. Right, Mike? 
You want to lead us out? Sure. Weog. Tiog. Piog. 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 There we go.